Hello, and welcome to On the Road to Extreme Rules. I'm Christy, and as always, I'm joined by my brother, David. And if you haven't listened to our podcast before, we like to talk about WWE pay-per-views and their fallouts on Raw and SmackDown. And so this episode, we're going to talk about Extreme Rules, like David said earlier. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So we're just going to go through all the matches real quick and say who won, and then we'll go in depth about what we liked and didn't like. Yep. So first off was the kickoff, and that had two matches, surprisingly. One was totally unexpected. The first one, the mm-hmm. Intercontinental Championship match between Finn Balor and Shinsuke Nakamura, and... Finn lost his title, and now Shinsuke Nakamura is the Intercontinental Champion. And we had the Cruiserweight Championship match between Tony Nese and Drew Gulak, and Drew Gulak won and retained his title. And then we get to the actual pay-per-view, and surprisingly, first match was The Undertaker and Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre. And surprise, surprise, The Undertaker and Roman (laughs) Reigns beat... Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre. Yeah. So, not really any surprise there, at least not for me. No. Then we get to the Raw Tag Team Championship between The Revival and The Usos. And The Revival won and retained their titles. Mm-hmm. Then we got to a good match between Cesaro and Aleister Black. And Aleister Black beat Cesaro. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the SmackDown Women's Championship, which was a two-on-one handicap match. Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss versus Bayley. And Bayley managed to beat both of them and retained her title. Mm -hmm. Very exciting match. That was. And then we got to Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley, last man standing match. And (laughs) actually ended up being the last monster standing because Braun (laughs) Strowman won. Mm Mm-hmm. And after that exciting conclusion was the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match, which was a triple threat Mm -hmm. between The New Day, which was Big E and Xavier Woods, versus Heavy Machinery Mm -hmm. and Rowan and, for some reason, they're still calling him The New Daniel Bryan, (laughs) which The New Day manages to pin Daniel Bryan and become your new (laughs) six-time WWE Tag Team Champions. Mm-hmm. So super exciting. Yep. And then the next match was for the United States Championship match between AJ Styles and Ricochet. And of course, AJ was joined by his good brothers, <laughs> Gallows and Anderson. Yep, yep. And with a little bit of help and <laughs> obviously a lot of skill on AJ's part, <laughs> yeah. he beats Ricochet and becomes United States Champion. I think they said it was his third time being United States yeah. champion. Yeah, that sounds right. So, again, another exciting match there. Yeah. And then one of the shortest matches in all of WWE history <laughs> falls with, between Kevin Owens and Dolph Ziggler, which I think that was a last-minute addition also. Not super positive, but I feel like it was because I was surprised when I heard it. Yeah. And, yeah, super short match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Smack talk, slap, stunner, one, two, three, Kevin Owens beats Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> then we get WWE Championship match between Kofi and Samoa Joe. That wasn't, that was just a regular match, championship match, right? Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't anything extreme. Well, 
Other than Samojo just being out there. It yeah. wasn't extreme. Yeah. Any special rules or anything. Okay. But, yes, Kofi wins and retains, so he's still your WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Baby! Yeah. <laughs> and then to the final and only actual Extreme Rules match for the evening. Yeah. Mixed tag team match. Winners take all. Lacey Evans and Baron Corbin versus <laughs> Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins. And... Becky first <laughs> definitely wins. Yeah. Seth technically also wins, but then, then Brock decides to cash in, and now Seth has no title, and Brock Lesnar is the Universal Champion again. Yeah. Which I'm I'm a little surprised about that they went ahead and did that. Yeah, I think they wait till SummerSlam at least. Yeah. But I then because Brock got tired of waiting. <laughs> But yeah, because then you can't have the big Brock Lesnar match at SummerSlam. Right. If he hasn't cashed in yet. Yeah. So, I guess it makes sense. And plus, it allowed them to have Seth lose at Extreme Rules without Becky also losing. True. That is also <laughs> true. Because I am totally okay with Seth Rollins losing. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> like, there's just too much of him. Way too much. He's one of those people that's just like better in small doses yeah at least for me personally and if anybody's currying favor with management it's Seth Rollins <laughs> so now that we've just quickly gone through all the bajillion matches and <laughs> the results I guess we can get into some of our opinions about some of them probably the biggest one being <laughs> even though he wasn't in the pay-per-view just Triple H ruining other pay-per-views. Yeah. When it comes to most relevant to this pay-per-view, The Undertaker, because yeah, past past matches, recent matches with Undertaker have been pretty slow. But after seeing The Undertaker at Extreme Rules, not against Triple H, the for once not against Triple H, the common denominator in those other matches being Triple H, and well. The Goldberg match. Well, in the Goldberg match. But I haven't watched that one. Yeah, I haven't actually watched that one, so I don't know exactly. But in the, all the other matches, Triple H was the common denominator in all those Undertaker matches. So it's not the Undertaker who's slow now. No. It's Triple H. It's Triple H. <laughs> Triple H does not have it anymore. No. He ain't got it. Because Undertaker isn't the one that had surgery after those matches. It's Triple H. He yeah. had it. Triple H had a, what was it, pectoral surgery? Yeah. And, I mean, Undertaker's, you know, he's obviously not 25 anymore. Yeah. So he's not going to move like a 25-year-old because he's been wrestling for, like, 30 years. But but he's he was moving pretty good. So, yeah. Extreme Rules, he was moving pretty good. So we def- 100% know now that it was Triple H dragging those matches down. Yeah. And he did a little bit more, too, at Extreme Rules. Yeah. Like, Shane McMahon jumped from the top rope. Onto him on an announce table, like mm-hmm. onto the Undertaker. Yeah, and then he did a coast to coast to the Undertaker. Not the it. first time he's done the jump for onto the announce table on the Undertaker. Well, no. <laughs> the other time was from a, a cell, the steel cage. But still, <laughs> but then after that, then it was a coast to coast with a trash can. <laughs> yeah. So Undertaker didn't do anything like that. No. Against Trip. 
in those yeah, triple H matches. Yeah, because was he moving better. He was taking more more big hits. Yeah, so. but yeah, it wasn't like the young pups did, getting. Yeah, it wasn't Drew it. and Roman doing all that stuff. It was the it old was the under, guys. yeah, it was the old guys. Yeah. So yeah, we know what's going on there. So Triple H. Triple H needs to is over. retire from the ring. Yeah. Don't want to see him no more. He's had plenty of chances now, like, and to let other guys go out on top too. So he, but he's the boss. So Except he didn't know, like, Batista lost to him, which I don't believe at all. No, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. he had the, like, the chance to retire from the ring and be rich, like, yeah. as part of kayfabe. Yeah, but... that was the whole thing. Was him like that, <laughs> that was... was supposed to be like if Dave Batista put him like beat him, he'd retire from the ring, which would have been the perfect opportunity yeah. to do that. Yeah. But then he, I guess he wouldn't have had that match against Randy Orton at well, the Super Showdown. Is that what they called that one? Yeah. yeah. In Saudi Arabia. So, but thankfully, at least Randy Orton beat him in that one. Yeah. Because that would have really been unrealistic. <laughs> really, yeah. Completely unrealistic. So, yeah. Because the Viper definitely still got it. Oh, yeah. And he's like way younger than Triple H. Yeah, that's also. True. Yeah. So. That's also true. I say way younger, probably uh, 10 years, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I say I don't know about way younger, but yeah. Is younger, yes. But yeah, Triple H, he ain't got it no more. No. The game is over. No. Yes. <laughs> the game is over. The game is over. So yeah. Undertaker still got it. Works well with Roman Reigns if they ever want to do that again. Yeah, works very well, yeah. Because that was a very surprising matchup considering they've had... Yeah. That was the whole thing at, uh, I guess like a year or two ago, WrestleMania. Yeah. Like they... Supposedly, The Undertaker's retirement match was him versus Roman Reigns, but, well, we saw how that went. Yeah. Roman did win, but Undertaker did not retire. So. No, because you can't retire the dead man. That's not how that works. <laughs> the phenom. Honestly, he's still one of the reasons they get the butts in the seats. Yeah. If there's a chance Undertaker's going to show up. But, that, but yeah, that was a good match, because I was, wor- I was really yeah. worried. Yeah. Just because of the past matches he's had with Triple H. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Ugh, I don't know. This could be not good, but... Yeah, he was moving good, doing it was good, good, like, showing out, like, yeah. full-on Undertaker, full-on Taker. <laughs> tombstones. Yep. Going all out. Yep. Good stuff. Oh, yeah. Here's another match I want to talk about really quick was... Mostly just like the unexpectedness of the Intercontinental Championship match because yeah. neither Finn nor Shinsuke had been on TV really at all. Mostly Shinsuke for real. Yeah, he's definitely for like been. months. Yeah, months. I'm sure he's been doing live shows, but mm. on SmackDown Live and or Raw because they had the wild card rule. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen Shinsuke whatsoever except for like no. the week before this pay per view. Yeah. Where they had a match. Well, I guess the week before that, there was like a weird little promo thing. And then they had a match with Shinsuke beat Finn. Mm-hmm. And then I think three hours prior to this pay-per-view, they're like, oh, yeah, there's going to be an Intercontinental Championship match <laughs> on the kickoff show. What? What? I'm like, what? Well, there's oh. been no build-up to this at all. No. Real, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, how they build up these matches. Yeah. For pay-per-views no build-up basically no, none at all and then finn lost yeah and then he loses so i don't know it was hard for me to get into that match because i haven't seen either of them really in a while mm-hmm. 
And, and I know you've been talking about how you like Finn's being been the times you have seen him, his sequences and stuff have been very predictable. Yeah, so his sequence of moves and stuff, and how his matches uh, develop. Yeah, Shinsuke was on it though. Oh yeah, Shinsuke, Shinsuke was, was good. On but, top. So I don't know. I hate to be critical because I really don't know anything about wrist when it comes to like the technical side of wrestling. Right. I don't know anything, so I I don't want to be super critical, but at the same time, I am I am their audience, mm-hmm. and I don't want to get bored. Yeah, I don't want to watch the same match. And I love Finn Balor. I was about to say, especially your favorite wrestler, who you pay a lot of attention. Yes, to. I love Finn Balor. I do think he's a very talented individual, but at the same time, I. Th- think he needs to revamp his style or his maybe learn a few new techniques i know he's been wrestling for like 20 years even though he's not that old yeah but he's been wrestling a really long time and i don't know i just again i don't want to be mean or sound mean because again i don't know anything really when it honestly but i don't know he needs to maybe challenge himself a little more yeah i think that's the thing like none of his matches well, I guess that's not fair, especially like to Shinsuke, but none of them at least seem, have seemed very challenging. Or like, they mostly just seem random. Yeah. Like, they don't like build up to them or yeah. like, they're not part of any kind of ongoing story or rivalry or anything. They're just kind of, they just kind of happen. Yeah. And, but even past that, again, I don't know if they have like match choreographers or producers that like help them do the stuff or they just like work with the other wrestler and they kind of figure out something together i don't mm-hmm. know but yeah, if that's I'm the really sure about that that's, if that's the case and it's kind of on him for not being more more out of the box and creative yeah so ugh, i just it hurts me to critique him it hurts so much cuz again I, i'm sorry i sound like a broken record because I don't know the technical side of wrestling, but just, I don't know, mix it up, bro. <laughs> That's all I can say. We're trying to mix it up a little bit because ultimately you are there for the audience. And if the audience knows what you're going to do right. every time, that's not good for you yeah. or the audience. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. For someone who knows nothing about wrestling, I should not be able to predict your no. your whole match. Like, I should not be able to do that. Yeah. Which is why I thought Shinsuke was doing did very well in that one because he was very not he was yeah. very unpredictable. Which I mean, his style is very unpredictable. Right, that's kind of, that's part of his style, but right, strong style. But but still, like he was, you could tell he had actually used his time like off, I guess off air to like, I guess refocus and re, and keep I don't know keep it keep it fresh. Keep it fresh, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Refocused and keep it fresh. Like the one thing he does do. Is like his taunting, which is yeah. fine. Which yeah. And then his Kinshasa, which is his finisher. Right. So also fine. You can have you, you can keep your finishers. Yeah. It's your signature finishing move. Yeah. But it's part of your character. Yeah. So it makes you special as a wrist. Yeah. But everything around that, you gotta gotta keep us on our toes. Yeah. Cause we wanna see new, exciting, different, fresh. Keep it fresh. Yeah. It hurts me so much to <laughs> critique Finn Balor. It really does. That's okay. But I don't know. I just I want him to do well. Yeah. It's constructive criticism. Yeah. But going I don't know, just 
going complete opposite direction, you get the cruiserweight championship match, which is, I guess they're more unpredictable to me because I don't watch 205 Live every week. Right. But... So you're not as familiar with... True. Not just the wrestlers, but just the whole style of the cruiserweights. Right. High-flying, more lucha style. Yeah. But they had some great sequences and transitions. Like, you can tell that they had worked hard on that match Mm -hmm. to, like... I guess choreograph. I'm just gonna say choreograph because I don't know I mean, what else to say. I mean, kind of, yeah. I mean, technically, yeah. It's like fight choreography, except they're actually hitting each other. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. You could just tell that they they put a lot of effort into that match, not just yeah. at at the in the moment, but like up to that. Yeah. They put a lot of effort into it. Yeah. So uh, that was just a really good match. I was just so impressed. Because with I mean. That. Yeah, they're not on the main pay-per-view, but it's like, this is their time to, like, shine. Like, yeah. Where people who don't watch 205 Live all exactly. the time, like, this is their time to show those people, Way like, bigger audience. What they're about, yeah. Because 205 Live, that's only on the network, right? Yeah, that is only on the network. So, yeah, yeah this is their chance to reach a huge audience, because the kickoff is live and free. Right. Anybody can watch it. Anybody yeah. can watch it. So, yeah, it's their time to shine. So, they've, they've definitely got to make sure they're, they've got it down. Which they did. At their best, yeah. And they were. It was good. Mm-hmm. Yes, we'll probably, just because I love wrestling so much, we'll probably end up going top out all the matches a little bit a little bit yeah but <laughs> i guess the next one because i have my list so I'll end up just going down the list mm-hmm. <laughs> was the raw tag team championship between the revival and the usos mm-hmm. and uh, i know the revival are like butts right now <laughs> but i guess they're always butts because they're heels yeah but they are super good oh yeah they are they are amazing to watch they back it up yeah yeah yeah, which of course the Usos are also amazing to oh, watch. Yeah. So it wasn't a super long match, but I enjoyed it immensely. Mm-hmm. And of course, at one point, the ref missed Jimmy tagging in, mm-hmm. and so he's like, "No, get yeah. back out! You didn't tag in." And of course, everybody saw it, and yeah. the crowd at one starts ch- chanting, "Ref, you suck!" <laughs> it's like, "Oh, they're just doing their job. That's how it was written." But <laughs> yeah. also, it's like. You suck, ref. <laughs> yeah. He obviously tagged in. Yeah. But yeah, I know the I know the revivals poops, but they are really fun to watch. Yeah, they're fun poops. They are fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! And then the next match, which I loved slash disappointed, just because I don't know. Well, I do know because I was hoping it was going to be when Bray Wyatt came back. Oh, yeah. It was Cesaro versus Aleister Black. Yeah. Because they were building up this whole thing with Aleister Black. I just want somebody to knock on my door and challenge me or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then all Bray Wyatt was saying the whole time was like, you just gotta let me just in. Just let me in. Let me in. And then there was a knock at Aleister Black's door finally, but it ended up being Cesaro. Cesaro. Which I shouldn't be disappointed because it's Cesaro. No. And yeah. Cesaro is amazing. Greatest wrestler they probably have. Male wrestler. I'm gonna say male okay. wrestler. Male wrestler. Because Charlotte Flair is the <laughs> best wrestler they have. Okay. Skills wise, in ring and promo wise, Charlotte's just too good. Yeah. But she's, any- she's the queen. She's the queen. But anyways, <laughs> back to. Oh no. So I was hope. Ugh, it should have been Bray Wyatt. It was just like perfect. Yeah. And Bray Wyatt could come back at a pay per view. It just been. It would been good. Yeah, 
And the then it's like, you know, darkness versus darkness, whatever. Yeah. It's the Elster Black's whole thing is yeah. like, oh, I'm like, dark arts, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Dark arts stuff. Random gothic, I don't know, stuff. I don't know. Smoke and candles. Smoke and, and candles and rising up from the floor. And. Versus Bray Wyatt's, well, new. The Fiend is the what fiend. they're calling it. Well, plus it's like extreme rules and Bray Wyatt's, you know, he's a pretty extreme guy. Yeah. His character's extreme. Yeah, yeah so I was like, okay. He, it's going from the Eater of Worlds to this new new thing. Yeah. Still equally as dark. Honestly, I would have just, I would have been okay if he'd just been out there wrestling his sweater. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, okay. A sweater and just some, you know, just some basic, like, clown makeup kind of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like a dark Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Which is what those promos were, so I mean, yeah. just stick with that. Yeah. It's creepy enough on its own. Yeah. And then I was thinking, oh, well, maybe he'll at least interrupt their match. Mm-hmm. But that didn't happen either, so I was like, well, poop. Yeah. But that was a good match. Oh, yeah, for sure. Ugh. Again, Cesaro, so good. Say, skill-wise, yeah, they're really good matchup. Yeah, both of them. Yeah, both of them are Thematically, very good. it doesn't really work. No. But skill set wise yeah I'm also mad that now Cesaro's on his own again he didn't go back to the tearaway suit oh yeah I'm disappointed in that his James Bond entrance yeah (laughs) with the weird siren and (laughs) tearaway suit now he's just in like a little warm up jacket and shorts trunks oh it's like okay that's fun I guess Mm. I'd rather him be with Seamus but whatever shamey but yeah both of them very good wrestlers again more good sequences like Cesaro transition I think it was a knee bar I guess that's what they called it yeah like an arm bar but for the knee <laughs> I guess yeah and he like transitioned that. that into a sharpshooter mm-hmm. so it was just again good right they took the time to work out their match before yeah and the crowd agreed because they started chanting this is awesome mm-hmm. so and it was. And it was. Indeed it was. So awesome. was. And I guess there was like some backstage stuff because at the time, our truth did not have the title. Oh yeah. And so he was hanging up flyers with Carmella, looking for Hornswoggle. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because for some reason he's calling Drake Maverick Hornswoggle. <laughs> and Alexa and Nikki show up. Oh no, it was like a weird transition because then it was like. They talk to Alexa and Nikki, and then R-Truth and Carmella leave, but then, like, the Street Profits show up, who are the NXT mm-hmm. Tag Team Champions. Yeah. But they've been on Raw. I think mostly Raw. I don't mm-hmm. think they've been on SmackDown. No. Or maybe they have. I can't remember. Just, like, doing backstage promo stuff. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of confusing. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, they seem fun and interesting, but I'm not sure why they're on Raw and SmackDown so much. Because, no. like, are they competing on NXT still? Yeah. They keep, seems so, I'm so confused. The main roster keeps stealing the NXT tag teams from NXT, and I'm <laughs> so confused about that. Yeah. It's like, we have enough tag teams on the main roster. Yeah. Leave them at NXT for a little bit. Got plenty of tag teams you never even show. So right, right. You got, you got enough. You got plenty. Yeah, and I don't know anything about them. I don't know their like each individual person's name. Mm-mm. But they were like talking to Alexa and Nikki a little bit, and then they leave, and he's like, one of them was like, "Ooh, I think I want to part with Nikki. She's intense." And it's like, what is happening? 
Anyways, so that was just strange. Well, not strange, just kind of unnecessary <laughs> yeah. promo stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But that led into the SmackDown Women's Championship match mm-hmm. with Nikki and Alexa versus Bailey, mm-hmm. which that was a good match. Oh, yeah. At one point, like, Bailey was had a submission hold on uh, Nikki and Alexa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was super impressive. Very impressive. But I guess a little, unfortunately, Alexa lost. Alexa yeah. and Nikki lost because they were going to be co-champions. They were going to be the first co-champions. Right. <laughs> But they lost. But there was one thing I noticed, like, Alexa, usually she wears gloves. Oh. And she wasn't wearing any gloves. Oh, yeah. Because, she, she like, she did her little hand thing at her entrance. I was like, wait a second, she doesn't have gloves on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I didn't notice that. But so, no, she wasn't. So they are, like, softening her up a bit. Yeah. Which I'm not sure where they're going to go with that. Yeah, I don't know either. Other than, well, I guess, making... Bailey look meaner, I guess. I guess. I don't know. And, well, we may or may not ever find out. <laughs> True. Because sometimes they just... Sometimes they drop stuff. They just drop stuff. So. Oh, I was a little disappointed. I don't know where Sasha Banks is. But I was like, oh, this will be a good time for her to come back to be in yeah. Bailey's corner because Bailey's got a two-on-one match. So yeah. she needs somebody in her corner. So but, Sasha, no. But they no won't Sasha. even mention her name. They'll just allude to, like... Oh, she had Bailey had a friend once who would always stab her in the back, whatever. Yeah, um, they said it once. They said Sasha once. Cause it's so weird, cause she is still technically signed to WWE. Yeah. So I don't. Whatever's going on there, I don't know. Cause yeah, they won't even barely mention her name anymore. Yeah. Like the commentators and stuff. So yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll get to see her again. Maybe we'll see her in AEW. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe seen her. Yeah elsewhere because i'm sure they would love to have her probably yeah any promotion would love to have the boss yeah so honestly they would probably love to have anybody jumping ship from wwe yeah because they don't have they haven't gotten any well i mean they have i guess big female names that like i don't i'm not familiar with yeah but they haven't gotten any from any women from wwe yet right that i know of which I think is okay. I think it's good they're bringing in a lot of big indie indie people. Yeah. Which is good for those indie people because, yeah. you know, it's always good having more spotlight on you. Mm-hmm. Like uh, at that battle, was it? Yeah, battle royal they had. The, what's, what's his name? Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy. Oh, so good. The lackadaisical stylings <laughs> of freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. Yep. <laughs> Secretly, my new favorite wrestler. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's what wrestling's supposed to be. It's supposed to be fun. Yeah. Yes, it is. But moving back to focus on <laughs> WWE, right. the next match was the last man standing, Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley, which I feel like it was kind of a slow start. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird so. because it's last man standing, mm-hmm. so they're literally just beating the mess out of each other. <laughs> yeah. So it's not so much a wrestling match as a beating up match. Yeah. If that makes sense. I don't know. And the only other really extreme, like ex- kind of extreme rules match. Yeah, they didn't really have, it wasn't for an extreme rules pay-per-view. It wasn't it terribly wasn't, extreme. No, it wasn't like an asylum match or anything. No. It's pretty straightforward. Thumbtacks. Oh, gosh. Ugh. gosh. Still the greatest match of all time. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. No one can sell it like Dean Ambrose. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> or I guess... Shane McMahon comes close. 
Yeah, Shane's close. Oh, wait, what's his? John Moxley. John Moxley. Yeah. But yeah, it was a, this was a good match. It had the Philly crowd chanting ECW towards the end because they went they went everywhere they like went up to the crowd up into like the mm-hmm. like the mezzanine area yeah throwing each other into walls and mm-hmm. merch tables <laughs> right. that they set up to be thrown into <laughs> and then they came back down and Bobby kind of threw an announce table onto <laughs> Braun yeah well he put him over the announce table then he kind of like flipped it onto him right but then it was so funny because they never flipped the camera around because of this. But, like, obviously the bottom side of the table is open, so you could have seen it. So he could have easily yeah. just, like, crawled out. Which he ultimately did, but... But, yeah. They didn't put the camera on that until they wanted to show him crawling out. Yeah, because it was, like, obviously it's totally open, so, like, it wasn't actually wasn't, that big of a deal. Yeah, he wasn't trapped at all. No, he wasn't <laughs> trapped at all, so I thought that was kind of funny. Oh, but then, oh, the poor foreign announce team. Oh, gosh, Ron, like, yeah. threw Bobby, like into people yeah those poor people yeah which makes you wonder like if they even tell them what's them what's happened gonna happen because i've yeah. been like definitely getting out of the way if i knew that was gonna happen because oh, yeah. i think somebody got smushed yeah i'm pretty sure yeah somebody got smushed and then they go back into the crowd and um it was so f- I'm pretty sure some of the people were planted obviously oh yeah there were definitely some plants there yeah because like Bobby like shoved a fan at Braun mm-hmm. and then I guess their friend was like oh my gosh they were like way too yeah. reactive I was like yeah. oh, okay you're obviously yeah. a PA or something I don't know you're yeah. way over reacting like people are not freaking out them. <laughs> yeah. and he like kicks a little barricade open and power slams both of them into oblivion <laughs> yeah, seeming oblivion. seemingly oblivion because you can't see them they're in like a down in a hole and something hopefully yeah. cardboard boxes to yeah, some boxes and break their fall yeah. a little bit and so the ref starts counting even though he can't see any of them yeah and then Braun Strowman busts through like the monster he is <laughs> and then the ref starts counting quicker and yeah. boom done and that's it yeah. last monster standing last monster standing because they are both pretty big men. Like, Bobby Lashley is not tiny either. No. He's not quite as big as Braun Strowman, but he's yeah, not tiny. He's not as tall, but he's just as beefy. Mm-hmm. Probably more beefy. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, the crowd was, like, eating that up. Oh, yeah. Because towards the end, it did start getting extreme. At yeah. first, it was kind of just like, shove, shove. <laughs> but then it started like, oh, I'm going to throw you into people. And it's like, whoa, yeah. what those people do to you? Yeah. That's what you come for, for an Extreme Rules. Yeah. That's what you want from the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. Yeah. Extreme. <laughs> you want extreme. Uh, and then there was a little mean moment AJ had, like, backstage promo thing. Charlie was interviewing him. I guess the, yeah, the uh, Good Brothers were also there. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they... And they all too sweet. And they're, yeah, like, they're like, oh, come, come on, on Charlie, Charlie, get in there. Oh, no, never mind. He's like, just can't you tell we're going to sweep? you? Psh. It's like, <laughs> that's not me. It's her birthday, AJ. How rude. <laughs> so that was mean. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> it was great, but it's like, it's her birthday. You poop. Ugh. And then SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. Triple threat. Mm-hmm. So good. Oh, yeah. So many good moments. Yeah. New Day was wearing Philly Flyers colors. <laughs> I feel like the New Day gets new gear every pay-per-view. Yeah, just about. Yeah, they get new stuff way more than everybody else. Mm-hmm. 
But they probably sell the most merchandise, too, so... Yeah, I would say so. I guess some big moments from that one was uh, Biggie speared Daniel Bryan to the like onto the floor. Oh, yeah. I was like, holy oh, mess! Gosh. That's gonna hurt. Yeah. And then, of course, everybody was doing dives and stuff, and so <laughs> o- Otis acts <laughs> like he's gonna do a dive, yeah. and then he, like, stops at the ropes, and then he, like, goes through the ropes, and then he jumps. <laughs> and, like, of course, like, the crowd just, like, all laughed and stuff. I was like, yes, yeah. this is what wrestling is. Yeah. <laughs> but also, relief that, oh, gosh. Because we did actually dive, like... Oh, my gosh. Oh, jeez. So much pain. (laughs) Yeah. So much pain. Such pain. Uh, But the quote of the night, though, was during this match. (laughs) I believe it was Tom Phillips. He was commenting on, you know, Otis and Tucker have Rowan on the top rope. And that's a lot of humanity right there. (laughs) And it's like, oh. Yeah. So that was the quote of the night, for me at least. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Woods and Biggie managed to do a double team on Daniel Bryan and pin him, and yay, six-time champions. Then Paul Heyman came. He, like, actually interrupts their celebration because they go back and they're celebrating with Kofi because they're all got belts now. Mm -hmm. And, like, he interrupts and, like, comes out. And, man, big, big pop there for (laughs) Paul Heyman. Yeah. Apparently, Paul Heyman's a very popular man in Philadelphia. Yeah. Because they were actually pretty excited to see him start (laughs) chanting ECW Mm -hmm. because he was in charge of ECW when it still existed in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, yeah. Yeah. And he comes out and says, oh, here's a spoiler. Brock Lesnar's going to cash in tonight, either on the WWE Championship or the Universal <laughs> Championship. And he's like, I'm either telling the truth or I'm Paul Heyman. <laughs> and he's like, uh, well, you're obviously Paul Heyman. So, yeah, you're definitely Paul Heyman. So then that's hanging up in the air for a while. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the U.S. Championship match, mm-hmm. which, uh, I don't know, it was something special seeing AJ Styles come out with the Good Brothers. Oh, yeah. That was like, I don't know. Got, I got a little few little chills seeing that. It was good stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just that image right there. And then Ricochet in that dang coat again. I swear. <laughs> he was smart, though, and took it off before he did his flip. Yeah. So at least he did that much. <laughs> but I hate that coat. I hate it. It looks dumb. I'm sorry. It just looks dumb. <laughs> but, yeah, that was a super good match. Mm-hmm. There was some good brother interference. Yeah, but of one, course. But on one occasion... Carl Anderson pointed out that during the pin attempt, AJ's foot was underneath the rope. <laughs> so he did a good thing there. Yeah. But then the other stuff wasn't good. <laughs> but then AJ did like another Styles Clash, like I guess technically backwards off the top rope. Yeah. Or, or maybe the second rope. Off the ropes. Yeah. Regardless. So off the ropes, yeah. To Ricochet and like pins them for the win. So I was like, oh my gosh. That's like terrifying. Stuff like that is just like, oh my gosh, don't break each other, please. Yeah. But yeah. At least one Bullet Club member came out of that pay-per-view with a belt. Yeah. That's why Finn needs to just go back with his good brothers. Mm-hmm. Be Bullet Club. I know I can't call it Bullet Club. No. But. Well, they are. They're just the club. As they've been saying. Well. Well. <laughs> I guess they're not doing that because he has his Balor Club. So he's got his own club. I yeah. guess. I don't know. And then, yeah, world's shortest match, Kevin Owens and <laughs> Dolph Ziggler. Mm-hmm. It was nice, but it was also like, what a waste of two of their best heels. Uh, yeah. Ugh, it's like, that's such a waste. Yeah. 
Like, why are you putting them against each other anyways? Like, yeah. They're both heels. You don't put the heels against each other. No. Even though now, I guess Kevin Owens is a baby face now because he's going to raging against the McMahon machine, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know why they're trying to make him a baby face because that's not what he is. No. He's Kevin Owens. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, WWE Championship match. It's mm-hmm. just a regular match. Just a straightforward regular championship match. There were not that many actual extreme matches for an Extreme Rules pay-per-view. No, they really weren't. But, I mean, it was good. It was a good match. Just yeah. Not extreme. Not extreme. Aside from, I guess, Smojo squishing Kofi's finger in yeah. the... I mean, anytime you have Smojo in a match, it's going to be a little extreme. Yeah. But... I guess, like, he smushed his middle finger because Kofi... Because flipped him off. Flipped yeah. him off. But then, he didn't he, like, use the other... Yeah. His other hand <laughs> during the match? Mm-hmm. It's like, um, this is a lot of flipping off for a brand that's trying to get on a major network in a couple of months. Like, mm-hmm. you can't be doing that on a network. No. So... I find that very fascinating. Yeah, like, they're trying to get more, like, what'd you say the other day? Like, Attitude Era? Yeah. Trying to get edgier. Edgier. It's like, you actually need to be doing the opposite if (laughs) you're wanting to go to network. Right. Like, a major network. Not network. Broadcast. Yeah, broadcast network. Broadcast network. Yeah, you can't be doing that on a broadcast network. No. So, I don't know what they think they're doing. No. But yeah, it was a good match. Somehow, Kofi managed to SOS Joe, small Joe. Yeah. Which was like, what? And then Trouble in Paradise. Mm-hmm. And he wins. I did actually like the last match, the Extreme mm-hmm. Rules mixed tag team match. I was a little worried because Seth Rollins is involved uh, and yeah. Baron Corbin's involved. No. Yeah. So I was like, uh, I don't know how this is going to go because mm-hmm. the last pay per view, Stomping Grounds. That last match was like, eh. But this one's actually really good. At least I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was pretty good. I enjoyed Lacey Evans. Except for, like, putting Seth across her butt. I did not enjoy that. Yeah. But the rest of it, I enjoyed Lacey Evans immensely. Yeah. I mean, she choke slammed Becky. <laughs> yeah. She bounced a chair off of Becky's head. Mm-hmm. Which obviously was not intentional, but that happened. Yeah. <laughs> They did a four-person four suplex onto the entrance ramp. Mm-hmm. Just, it was it was good. And then Corbin did an end of days to Becky. <laughs> Not sure why. Yeah. But it's like... Well, to well, set Seth off. Yeah. That's like, well, don't call yourself the man if you're not going to take it like a man, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. But yeah, I don't know. I just... I wanted... Ugh, I, wanted I wanted Lacey Evans to win. I don't <laughs> care about Baron Corbin. Yeah. I mean, I guess he could have won and then get, gotten beat up by Brock Lesnar. I've been totally fine with that yeah, scenario. Yeah, that would also be fine. That would also been another scenario I've been totally fine with. But I want like... Because Lacey Evans, she's doing a really good job, Lacey mm-hmm. Evans is. Yeah, she is. And then, of course, Seth ends up pinning Baron Corbin after going berserker mode. <laughs> and then Brock Lesnar comes out and cashes in after beating him up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of German suplexes. And an F5. So he actually mixed it up. He added some German suplexes in there yeah. with his F5. Yeah. For the pin, the win. Well, yeah, he's got it taking the suplex city. True. But yeah, overall, it was a it was a decent pay per view. Yeah. Not as extreme as it could or probably should be. But yeah, because it was 
Yeah, it was just more or less the normal pay-per-view. I hate to say that, but, you know, I mean... But, I mean, you're thinking about it, it's like a thing, it's specifically themed Extreme Rules. Right. Like, it's called Extreme Rules. Right. To not have, like, all Extreme yeah. matches. Yeah, so really, yeah, really all your matches should have some stipulation. Yeah, some weird out there Extreme. And no, no cage matches. No, no cage matches. No. No Hell in a Cell match. No crazy, no, nothing out the ordinary, really. No TLC match, like. Mm-mm. But... Yeah. Solid wrestling, though, by everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, overall, everybody's stepped up their wrestling. Yeah. Since AEW <laughs> <laughs> had their first mm-hmm. official pay-per-view. Yep. And, oh, I'm sorry. My favorite image of the night was The Undertaker doing his thumb across his neck and the tongue coming out and the spit yeah. like stringing <laughs> and then pops up Drew McIntyre behind him <laughs> mm-hmm. that was good imagery that was good camera angle right there yeah but enough about what we think about the pay-per-view it's time to hear what you think because it's time to smack down your vote thanks John Cena <laughs> so like with every pay-per-view we posted some polls on Twitter to get an idea of how everybody mm-hmm. else felt about the pay-per-view for some reason, we did not get that many votes this time. I don't yeah. know if there's something going on with the Twitter algorithms, because I tweeted roughly about the same time after the pay-per-view I've been tweeting. Yeah, usually get pretty decent voting, yeah. voting results. But now I got like one to two to zero votes on these polls, so yeah, I guess we'll still go through them. <laughs> yeah. The first poll, the options were Finn Balor versus Shinsuke, Tony Nese versus Drew Gulak, Undertaker and Roman Reigns versus Shane and Drew, and then The Revival versus The Usos, and with one vote, 100%, <laughs> Tony Nese versus Drew Gulak, which, that was a good match, so mm-hmm. I get that. Second poll had Cesaro versus Aleister Black, Nikki and Alexa versus Bailey. And then Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley. And that was a two-way tie with one vote apiece. <laughs> 50% Nikki and Alexa versus Bailey, And then 50% Strowman versus Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. Third poll with zero votes. So they all tied. <laughs> SmackDown Tag Team Championship. AJ Styles versus Ricochet. And Owens versus Dolph Ziggler. And the last one was... Kofi versus Samoa Joe, Lacey and Baron versus Becky and Seth, and then Lesnar versus Rollins, because I technically counted that as a match, mm-hmm. because it technically was. Yeah, technically. With two votes and all 100% <laughs> of the votes, Lacey and Baron versus Becky and Seth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened. Twitter let me down there. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully... When it comes to SummerSlam, it'll yeah, surely be SummerSlam, better. Yeah, surely we won't have to worry about that too much. Yeah, I don't know if it's just there wasn't much Twitter interaction at all for this pay-per-view. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. That'll be interesting to see that. But obviously, we don't have access to that kind of information, so <laughs> it's fine. So we can't look at their analytics. But... All two to maybe three of you that voted, thank you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> we appreciate voting. it. And like I said, we do it after every pay-per-view because we want to see what everybody else thinks, too. Mm-hmm. So, thanks for voting. I guess now we'll just quickly talk about the highlights from Raw and SmackDown. 
I guess the biggest thing for Raw was that's when the fiend appeared, Bray Wyatt. Yeah. So strange, but yeah. anyways, romance novel cover with Finn Balor. <laughs> I still want to Photoshop that onto yeah. romance novel cover because I'm sorry, it just looked like Finn swooned. That's what <laughs> it, it looked did, like. Yeah. I guess they had some like grunts and noises, but that actually doesn't make it better now that I think about it. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Not really. But yeah, just to me, it looked like a romance novel cover mm-hmm. because Finn, for some reason, had a match on Raw with Samoa Joe. Yeah. I guess because they both lost at the pay-per-view. I don't yeah, know I the logic so. behind that. No. <laughs> and then Finn technically lost against Samoa Joe, but then he beat Samoa Joe up after the match. And while he was celebrating his not victory, I don't know what was <laughs> yeah. going on there. Then that's when Bray Wyatt the Fiend appeared and attacked him. Mm-hmm. And I guess that was the only reason was to just, I don't know. I don't understand the logic. <laughs> no. At all. Whatsoever. Really. Or I should say the lack thereof of logic. <laughs> right. So it's like, because at first I was like, oh, well then I guess... Finn lost at Extreme Rules, so then he'll have to be the demon at SummerSlam because he's been the demon at SummerSlam ever since he got on the main roster, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. So I was like, oh, then I'll have to be the demon against Shinsuke, and there'll be a big title match at SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. But then they had Bray Wyatt attack him, so I was like, oh, maybe they'll have the Fiend versus the Demon King at SummerSlam. Yeah. Because that was a match that never happened was Finn versus Bray Wyatt. Mm -hmm. But like, I think Bray Wyatt either got sick or injured or something. So Mm -hmm. it never happened. So maybe they'll do that. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows what goes through the mind of Vincent Kennedy McMahon? I don't. So that was probably, I guess the biggest thing was Bray Wyatt returned. Mm -hmm. And then they started announcing some matches for SummerSlam already. They had a big battle Royal. I say big, it was like 10 people. Yeah. 10-man battle royal to see who would face Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. hmm And surprise, surprise, it's going to be Seth Rollins. Yeah. Big surprise there, even though who was all in that match? It was Seth, Roman, Bobby Lashley, Braun Strowman. Randy Orton. Randy Orton. Sami Zayn. <laughs> yeah, Sami Zayn. Baron Corbin. Mm-hmm. Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio, yeah. Ooh, who are the two others? Cesaro. Yeah, Cesaro. And Big E. Yep, and Big E. Oh, I remember them all, yay. <laughs> of course, at the end, there's like a thing between like Randy Orton and Seth. I'm like, oh my gosh, Randy Orton, that would be so good. Yeah. Randy Orton be so good. That'd be good main event match. Mm-hmm. Randy Orton, Brock Lesnar. Something we haven't seen in a while. Yeah. Because I'm sure it's happened before, but something Not we haven't really. seen in a while. Yeah. But no... It's Seth. Again. Mm-hmm. It's not even Roman Reigns. Because didn't Roman... Roman won it at SummerSlam last year, didn't he? The Universal title? Yeah, I think so, yeah. And then he had to relinquish it after Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. So it's like... That could have been so perfect. Like, him win it back at SummerSlam this year. Yeah. Because, again, he's in no title contentions right now. Which is insane. It's Roman Reigns. (laughs) Yeah. So, I don't know what they're thinking there. No. Um, Again, um, Seth gets every opportunity. Um, Just, I want to see somebody else. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, what else? There was a fatal four-way elimination match for the women's 
division to see who would face Becky at SummerSlam. And that was Carmella, Naomi, Natalia, and Alexa Bliss with, like, Mm -hmm. Nikki Cross out the ring with her. And I think Carmella was the first one to be eliminated. Mm -hmm. Then Naomi. Mm -hmm. And then it was just Alexa and Natalia. And then Natalia beat Alexa. Mm -hmm. And so Natalia gets, uh, gets a title opportunity at SummerSlam against Becky in -hmm. her home country of Canada because SummerSlam is in Toronto. And then there is some very strange promo, entering promo stuff between Natalia and Becky that didn't really make any sense. Something about a horseshoe. I don't know where the horseshoe (laughs) came from, but... But it's in Becky's butt. So, that was strange. Yeah. Was anything else announced? I don't think so. I know the crowd sucked. Oh, gosh, the crowd was terrible. They are being so mean to that women's match. Yeah. Like, I'll agree it dragged a bit. Like, I will agree with that, but I'm not going to say it's awful, because it wasn't awful. No. It was good wrestling. It's just the pacing was off, Mm -hmm. because apparently they had to fill a lot of time. Yeah, apparently. Which is not their fault. It's Vince McMahon's fault. Like, he didn't book the show right. Yeah. Or somebody got hurt, or even though there's like a million people backstage that could like wrestle, like right. it's fine. So that's on the show producer, Shane McMahon. Not Shane McMahon, Vince McMahon, sorry. Yeah. So that's not the women's fault. That's just, that was poor booking. Mm-hmm. And they were filling time, apparently. Yeah. Because that went over several commercial breaks, didn't it? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was just a timing issue. It wasn't bad. It wasn't awful. It was just bad timing. Yeah. It was just timing issues. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. It was good wrestling. And you try keeping it at high pace when you're like wrestling for 30 minutes straight. Right. Because, yeah, it was at least 30 minutes. Yeah, at least. They were, yeah, they were filling a good, good six of that show. Mm-hmm. That's not easy to do. No. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not happy with that crowd. They were a bad crowd. Yeah. And then when they would cheers and be like Becky Becky I'm like Becky's not wrestling right now you got four women busting their butts in this ring forget Becky mm-hmm. no offense to Becky but I'm sure Becky would agree with me in saying there's four women in that ring busting their butts to amuse you like ignore <laughs> me and pay attention to them mm-hmm. so I was not I did not I like that crowd. They were a bad crowd. Yeah, they're very bad. And then every now and then they would like kind of boo Alexa. Mm-hmm. And so I guess Natalia was trying to play off of that in her victory speech. And she's like, I agree. Lexi does suck. And then like total silence from the crowd. Yeah, nothing. So it's like, so she was trying to like do how she was trained and play off of the crowd. So they weren't even paying attention at all. No. It's like, why did you come to a wrestling match if you're not even going to pay attention to what's happening like why did you even why did you pay money to go if you're not even gonna walk like really actually pay attention mm-hmm. like you're just wasting the wrestler's time and you're wasting your own time yeah so did not like that crowd they're good crowd bad crowd and then moving on smackdown what big happened on smackdown Oh, was that town oh, hall town meeting hall with Whatever. the newest clone of Shane McMahon? <laughs> that is my running theory, is that he 
kills himself every pay-per-view and then they have to wake up a new clone to take his place <laughs> mm-hmm. because the stuff he does to himself on pay-per-views yeah it's just there how is that man still alive clones <laughs> That's a, he's not technically just clones just a line of clones but yeah so got to see a few people we hadn't seen in a while though yeah charlotte was there for the town hall meeting mm-hmm. who else was there Apollo Crews got to speak. Yeah. Liv Morgan was there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who, despite have being moved to SmackDown after WrestleMania, that mm. was her first match on SmackDown Live. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't even know why they separated her from the Riot Squad. That's no. like a whole nother thing that, like gets me going is one of the two existing women's tag teams they broke up so don't even get me started on that yeah and so of course she lost to charlotte because it's charlotte yeah and she said something Liv said something to the effect of charlotte was right and when i come back i'll be ready or something like that she like ripped the headset off of Corey. and she'll be real or something like that she'll be i'll be real next time i'll be real i'm like is she reinventing herself? Like, what's going on? I don't know. Will we ever see her again on TV? I feel like probably not. Hopefully. Until they have the Royal Rumble or a Battle Royal mm-hmm. and they need bodies. Yeah. <laughs> so, which I hate to say that, but that's just how WWE works for some reason. Mm-hmm. I guess they did have the women's tag team match title match right Mm -hmm. championship match that was this week right yeah between the iconics and the kabuki warriors (laughs) yeah which i still don't agree with that name because only one of them wears a mask (laughs) other one is a pirate princess yeah not a warrior she's a pirate princess but yeah iconics kept it because normal championship match stipulations either has to be win by pinfall or submission mm-hmm. and so they just let themselves get counted out yeah so they're still women's tag team champions mm-hmm. but i hate the again we haven't seen asuka or Kairi Sane yeah. in a very long time yeah so that was unfortunate that it had been that they long they made the tag team of my dreams <laughs> and then we never get to see them no Never. No, I mean, they're at the live shows all the time, but yeah, not, not on TV. Not on TV. So I'm hoping that'll be a match at SummerSlam for the women's yeah. tag team titles. I hope so. Because that's, that's the first title defense since WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Which is insane. Yeah, it is insane. Finally had women's tag team titles and they don't do anything with it. Yeah. Ugh. So many grievances with WWE. <laughs> yeah. But I guess I think the only announced match for SmackDown titles at SummerSlam is Bailey versus Ember Moon. Mm-hmm. Which there wasn't like a match to decide that Bailey Bailey picked yeah. Ember Moon. Yeah, Bailey decided to so see if that actually. Happens. Which, if so, I'm excited because I don't think Ember mm-hmm. Moon's had a title opportunity yet. Mm-mm. So that'll be good. What else happened? Yes, Kevin stunt did stunners to Shane McMahon twice that night. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
guess that, guess that was a big thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, not a whole lot of whole lot of fallout from pay-per-view. No. Other than Daniel Bryan being upset that they lost. And <laughs> yeah. said he was going to make an announcement, but then he didn't. Yeah. So I don't know what happened there. Yeah. I'm sure we'll find it. Someday, maybe. But yeah, I think that was all the major stuff. No other announcements. I guess there was an interesting promo of Ali congratulating Shinsuke on winning. Oh, which yeah. He's been having a lot of weird promos. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm going to be the light that shines in the darkness. And, like, he, like, walks past all this bad stuff happening, but then he doesn't do anything about it. <laughs> right. So I'm like, are you, though? <laughs> right. Are you? So doesn't I doesn't seem. No. Really? No. So I guess maybe he'll be going after the, after the Intercontinental title next. Perhaps. Which is fine, because I don't think I've seen Ali and Shinsuke wrestle each other before, so... No. That should be interesting matches. Yeah. And then, I don't think they've announced who's going to wrestle Kofi yet. No, I don't think so. Okay. So, yeah, I think that was, as of right now, the fallout from (laughs) Extreme Rules. Yeah. So, nothing... uh, Again, the biggest thing was Bray Wyatt coming back. Yeah. Kind of anticlimactic way to come back after pretty good build-up. Yeah, a long build-up, too. Yeah, so they could have done better on that. Yeah. I still think you should have stuck with the evil Mr. Rogers. Yeah, that would have been good. That would have been good. (laughs) Well, and that sound means it's time for our... Wrestling Word of the Week. And since it's been a week since the pay-per-view, this... Last week's word of the week, <laughs> wrestling word of the week, was Philly Pop, the act of a promotion bringing in a former Extreme Championship wrestling wrestler when in Philadelphia. Well, even though he's not technically a wrestler, <laughs> no. I feel like Paul Heyman counts in that category. I think so. <laughs> because there was definitely a pop when he came out oh, yeah. in Philadelphia, which is where they were for yeah. Extreme Rules. <laughs> so yeah, I just thought that was a super appropriate mm-hmm term to use for this past week yeah definitely because i mean they do go to philly quite a bit yeah but it was extreme rules in philadelphia yeah doesn't get more appropriate than that yeah to use philly pop Mm -hmm. when they bring out the face of ecw yeah paul Heyman. so yeah philly pop for wrestling war of the week Mm mm-hmm that sounds like an ice cream or something. Philly pop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like this. But anyways, thank you so much for listening. You can find us on Apple Podcast, our latest episodes on SoundCloud. You can follow us on Twitter at OTRT Podcast. Or if you have any suggestions or questions, you can email us at on the road to podcast at gmail.com. Please like, share, subscribe, review, comment. Tell your friends and family all the wonderful things. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Am I forgetting anything? I think that's it. Awesome. So, again, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on the road to SummerSlam.